Hi, you're listening to Koldodi Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. Join us in person for our weekly Shabbat services every Saturday at 11 a.m. We meet at 3534 West End Avenue in Nashville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website at koldodi.org or follow us on Facebook and watch us live at facebook.com forward slash Nashville. And now, here's Rabbi Ken's latest message. say to rejoice in Sukkot, because there are two commandments, really major commandments around Sukkot. One is to, uh, to rejoice, and the other is to dwell in Sukkot, to dwell, to live, to, you know, sit in it, to dwell in it, how, you know, that yashav, and, uh, but then sameach, to rejoice. So, Father, we pray you have us cover whatever you want us to in this holiday and focus on, and now in this time of pre-Sukkot time together. Lord, as we're so excited, what a holiday it is, Lord, uh, during these Moedim. Hashem Yeshua, bless the children, Lord, and all those, and, the, and Francis, and all those that are teaching, Lord, investing in the children. I know she spent lots of time preparing, Lord, and uh, Yeshua's name. Amen. If you're in Israel at this time, you know, right after Yom Kippur, people are busy gathering all their, you know, branches and things and getting ready to, re- to build the sukkah for Sukkot. It happens really right after Yom Kippur ends. We're getting ready to construct the sukkah. And God instructs his people on Sukkot to set about making a temporary shelter or booth to camp out for a week. Temporary tents, right? Uh, Paul Simon, now 80, uh, said this, quoted this a few years ago and found it in my notes from a few years ago. He said, I'm just a speck of dust here for a nanosecond, and I'm very grateful. That's a great quote. I'm just a speck of dust here for a nanosecond, and I'm very grateful. So now he's 80, and I hope he comes to know the Lord or does know the Lord. There's some interesting songs he has, great songs. But this is a major message of the sukkah, basically. Think about it. Up for a week, here for a week, and then gone, right? Sukkah's up for a week, and then it's gone. It's temporary. It's fragile. It's, it's transient. And it's like our lives. We're here for just a moment, for a short time. You know, here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come, Hebrews 13, 14 says. We're here, and we're not here for a long time. Even, you know, 70 years, 80 years, whatever, However many years we're on this earth, it's a short time compared to eternity. It's, a, it's, it's just, a, as he says, a nanosecond. And uh, Peter told his readers in 2 Peter 1, 13 and 14, he says, I think it's right to stir you up with a reminder, as long as I remain alive in this tent of a body, and that's what a sukkah is, a tent, in this tent of a body, knowing, he said at that time, that my death is soon. As our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, has made clear to me, he knew his time was coming soon. And so he has certain things he's got to communicate to them. The Lord has showed them. And I believe, you know, I think I've heard it called dying grace. I haven't thought of that term in a long time, actually. Dying grace, that when your time, as a, 
as if you're a follower of the Lord, you're walking with the Lord, you get grace to die when your time comes. God, you know, you know when it's your time. And uh, the booths remind us of the fragility and the transience of this life. Now, Sukkot or tabernacles, just to, you know, for those that don't know a lot about it, uh, and those that might be watching and don't know a lot about it. In Jewish literature, it's often simply called ha-chag. Ha-chag. Let's say ha-chag. Okay, what are you saying? What did you sound like? Uh, it's the feast. The feast is what it means. Ha-the, definite article. Chag is just festival, feast. Ha-chag, the big one, the biggie. Today, most Jews feel Yom Kippur is the most important on the Jewish calendar. Uh, the holidays we look forward to growing up, and, you know, that's the day we kind of look forward and don't look forward to actually growing up as Jews, you know, because we're repenting of our sins and we're, you know, it's a sad day and day of judgment. Uh, what are the two holidays we look, we look forward to mostly in Hanukkah and Passover, right? Right, yeah, Han so Hanukkah and Passover are the most popular in Jewish life. But think of this, in the time of the first temple, Sukkot was the most important of holidays, and there's a lot of scriptures that we look at. We see that in the, as we look in the Bible. We say, it was the holiday. It was the most important one. And not like as, as much today. In orthodoxy, it, it has much more emphasis. But Jewish historian Josephus described it as the most holy and important feast. Three times a year, this is, you know, everyone here must here know this, but just to reiterate, three times a year, regalim, shalosh regalim, the three Three times a year, all of Israel were supposed to make the trek to Jerusalem, Passover, Shavuot in the, and Shavuot in the spring, and then for Sukkot, Sukkot in the fall. So after service today, we're all going home, and we're going to pack our backpacks, and we're going to go up to the city of the great king. Ready? All right. Psalm 848.3. Sad that many believers do not even know what this holiday is. Uh, ask them what they think is the most important holidays are, are the most important holidays in the Bible, and what will they say? Many Christians, many believers, what will they say? Are the most important holidays in the Bible, they will say, yeah, Christmas and Easter, right? That's what Christians will often this time say, and they're not in the Bible. Holidays that aren't even mentioned in the scriptures. And I want to be clear, so you understand my position. I am not against those holidays. You can go to congregations that call themselves. Jewish or Messianic and stuff, and they are against the holidays. I am not against those holidays, and you will not hear that kind of talk here because we are, we are not against those holidays. We, you know, I, I, yes, are we against Santa Claus, or I mean against, I mean, you know, we think that's nonsense, of course, and it's not good. And yes, I think, I think Jews for Jesus had a track once that, you know, Santa, Santa is like Satan, you know, you can reverse the letters, you know, and it's a, um, a counterfeit for, for, for Jesus and for God in many ways. Yeah, so, but we're not going to get into that stuff. But yeah, sure, you do what you're, as parents, what God leads you to do in terms of guiding your children. But I, we're not against those holidays. You can, uh, you can give me books on the pagan origins and all the garbage and all that stuff. And yes, and it may be true, and that's fine. Have, follow your convictions on them. Follow your conviction, and as a family, but I'm not, we don't, we're, our job is not to tell everybody how bad, how bad these things are, but to follow the word of God. The biblical holidays are, the, are where the blessing is. 
are where God's going to visit and bless. And so that's what we're going to do is focus on the positive. If people are thinking about Jesus at Christmas time, I'm thinking that's great. I'm good. And I, we missed it in Israel, as I've said before, when, we were, when there, no one was celebrating Christmas. We missed it because where we were, there was no one. We said, well, we really missed uh, thinking about it, you know. Or, or Easter, people are thinking about Jesus' resurrection. Let's point to Jesus and use anything to point to Jesus. So that's my feeling. But anyway, but do what your personal conviction is on those things. But the holidays that are not even in the Bible, Christians think are the most important, and they're not. Uh, the one which the Bible says is the most important, which will be celebrated by all the nations in the Messianic kingdom, and they will come to Jerusalem to do so, Zechariah chapter 14, verses 16 through 18, many Christians, most Christians, know little or nothing of it. You know, ask your friend, what are you doing? What are you doing for Sukkot this year? And you'll get a blank look on their faces, right? They'll say, what am I doing? What? <laughs> you know, and that's sad, isn't it? But, you know, that's part of our assignment. Our assignment is to help educate them, help bring them alongside and say, here, let me, you know, if they're interested, help instruct. One for Israel says this. I love their, we love One for Israel. We support it in every way. Congregationally, we support their active outreach to our, our people and, and their, what they teach. Uh, that's out of Israel, the site One for Israel, the pods, podcast, the literature, etc. The feast point, they said, to God's grand redemption plan. Passover, the first in the yearly cycle, points to Yeshua's sacrificial death on the cross to purchase our freedom. Celebrating the first fruits at Shavuot points to his resurrection. And the three fall feasts, which we're in right now, point, just finishing, or still in the midst of, point to events still to come. So prophetically, on God's calendar, the last days, the days we're in, point to... God's, the things yet to come. The Feast of Trumpets, will, Yom Teruah, will herald Yeshua's glorious return. Yom Kippur pertains to the Day of Judgment. And last of all, Sukkot, as we know, speaks of, to us of our eternal home with God. The marriage of the bride and the lamb. When they can finally, I love this, move in together. And enjoy one another's company forever. Isn't that great? Isn't that beautiful? Here's the picture God has painted for us right in the end of the Bible in Revelation 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place, the tabernacle, the Shekhinah, the Mishkan, well, it could be either, how you translate it. Of God is with man. We will dwell, he will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them, and they will, will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning or crying or pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Wow. Sukkot tells us this. So Sukkot, remember, is retrospective. It looks backward, and it's prospective. It looks forward. It looks backward. The harvest season has ended. The crops are gathered. We recall our tenth living after the exodus out of Egypt. It looks forward. We're looking forward. The final ingathering spiritually of the nations, the harvest of the nations, and we're looking forward to annual trips to Jerusalem during Yeshua's reign. 
So I love this poem. My favorite poem, I always recite it every year, is this one. A week within the sukkah green, we've sung thy boundless praise. Now ended is the autumn feast, the golden harvest days. Again, we lift up voice in prayer. Oh, send thy blessed rain, because we pray for rain, that when another harvest comes, we may rejoice again. Two main commandments regarding Sukkot. Take branches and rejoice. Samach, let's say samach, it's the root. Samach is the root, sameach, and happy. Translate, we translate typically now as happy. And then make booths and dwell. Let's say yashav, yashav, yashav. Yashav is to dwell, to dwell in them, both for an entire week. So being grateful, and I'm just going to mention a little about rejoicing and then stop today. But rejoicing, sameach, samach. Being grateful, look at what we have. Be thankful and express our gratefulness to God. You know, we can choose to be positive. And I love what I read years ago, Pastor Wormbrandt says, and our brother from Romania, what's, what's your name, brother, again? Adrian. Adrian from is Romanian. His family knows the, Roma knows the Wormbrandt family, who I quote all the time. And he's an amazing violinist, by the way, professional violinist. He plays Hatikva. It's supposed to be an amazing Hatikva. We can't wait to hear it. Pastor Wimbert shared this story. I remember this, this quote I read in one of his books. Says, he says about a, a prisoner in communist Romania who had no legs, had no legs. And this was his quote. He said he would always have a smile on his face in torture, the tor under torture in this horrible condition. And he'd say, if the outlook is bad, try the uplook. If the outlook is bad, try the uplook. To be humble is a choice. I can choose to be thankful, to be grateful to God. I can choose to be humble. That's a choice. To be grateful, that's a choice. Amen? Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy is forever. 26 times in Psalm uh, 136. Rejoice in the Lord sometimes. And again I say, rejoice. Did I misquote that? Uh-oh, I'm changing. What, what does it say? Rejoice in the Lord. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I'll take that correction. Always. And again I will say, rejoice. Philippians 4, 4. All right? Now listen, we can't always rejoice in our circumstances. Listen, we could be facing trauma heartbreak, and uh, someone, I wrote a few of these things down, you know, if you're, uh, this, in, in all seriousness, your dog, if your dog just died, your spouse or your spouse just left you, or you're suffering from depression, or you just found out your child has terminal disease, or your parent is abusive, or you have to declare bankruptcy because of medical bills, or you lost your job, or your doctor just diagnosed you with a chronic illness, you can't always rejoice. We can't always rejoice in our circumstances. And God can change many things around, by the way. He can heal diseases. We believe that, of course. Uh, uh, and, and he has done so many times. But we can't always rejoice in our circumstances. But we can rejoice in him. We can always, and think about it, we can enjoy him. Joy is joy. That's a, that's a decision we make to enjoy him. It's a decision to be positive. It's a decision also to be negative. Don't be like Jonah. 
the pouting prophet, if you heard my message on. <laughs> I, I got that title just be, when I was sitting there when the, in, in a, in, before the message. I was sitting there in the service, and the Lord said, call it the pouting prophet. And that's what he was, you know. He, I didn't even get into that part, but he got up on the hill, and he just pouted there. He says, I'm, I'm going to watch God judge these Ninevites. Listen, don't be, it's a decision. Don't be like Jonah. He was selfishly, what you remember the word I taught you? Chara, if you were there. Chara means what? To be selfishly sensitive. Selfishly sensitive, angry, annoyed. Don't be him. Listen, God told Israel in Deuteronomy 28, 47, that instead of serving Adonai, your God, with joy and goodness of heart, out of the abundance of everything, you will serve your enemies, whom the Lord will send against you. Wow, that's a strong verse. God said, Israel, because you didn't serve me with joy, instead of serving me with joy, because I, all I gave you, you're going to serve I'm going to send enemies. You're going to serve your enemies. To be filled with the Holy Spirit is to be filled with gratitude. Emptied of self-pity, folks, and bitterness. Grateful for anything and everything. Psalm 16, verses 8 and 9. I have set Adonai sometimes before me. Tamid, oh, good. Always before me, the always before me. Since he's at my right hand, I will not be shaken. So my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body will also rest secure, just like in the sukkah, we're resting. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, rejoice always. Pray constantly in everything. Give thanks for this is God's will for you in Messiah Yeshua. Peter says, you haven't seen him, but you love him. Though you don't see him, yet you trust, you believe, you trust. And so because that, of that, you rejoice. You rejoice. It's a decision. It's a choice. With joy inexpressible and full of glory, 1 Peter 1, 8. I choose to love and I choose to trust him, even though nothing is clear, nothing even makes sense sometimes. I choose to. Next week, we'll look at the Yashab dwelling in the sukkah. So thank you, Lord, for the beautiful opportunity of the sukkah and this holiday Sukkot, Lord, and what it teaches us about our relationship with you and with one another and our intimacy with you, with you and with each other, Lord. May it be a great experience this week about its simplicity, Lord, that we don't find our joy in things, but we find it in the simplicity of you and one another, whatever we have by your grace. We thank you, we praise you. And if you've never come to know the Lord yourself, you haven't had an experience of being born again, we invite you to just say a prayer in your heart. Say, Lord God, I want to know you. I want to have this joy. I have no, maybe I don't have that joy in my life. I don't have something inside. Yes, if those would, that are going to pray would come up. Thank you, Beverly. Good. We just, just say a prayer in your heart. Say, Lord, come into my life. I'm giving my life to you. I'm going to, I want to humble myself. That's a choice I can make. You can make that choice right now. Say, Lord, I want to follow you. I want to know you. Forgive me of my sins. Give me a new life. And if you're praying, someone will pray with you. If you 
here. If you're here, if you're praying online, contact us. We'll contact you back. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We thank you for Yeshua. We thank you you're coming again. We thank you you're going to have a kingdom that you want us there with you. We're looking forward to your coming back. We're looking forward to being with you, dwelling with you personally and with one another. Make this a, a blessed week, we pray, Lord, for each one here. Lord, whether we have personal sukkahs at home or whether we just enjoy the congregational, the community sukkah that we have here at Kol Didi that we pray will come together. We'll be able to put it together today. And we just thank you for this wonderful holiday wherever we are. B'Shem Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Bless your people, Lord. Yibarechecha Adonai v'yishmorecha Ya'er Adonai panavelecha v'yichunecha Yisa Adonai panavelecha v'yasem lecha shalom B'Shem Yeshua HaMashiach Sar HaShalom May God the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May, be, may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, the ruler of peace. Amen. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you.